Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of The Breakthrough Maze. My name is Joe Applebaum, and what I do here is I speak to entrepreneurs that are looking to create more power, more freedom, and more self-expression in their life. Welcome to the program. We are now live on The Breakthrough Maze. My name is Joe Applebaum, and I'm so excited to have another amazing coach here today that works with the top entrepreneurs around the world. And also he coaches incredible coaches. And I've had the privilege of being on a hike with him at Beer Mountain with a group of the fastest growing companies, CEOs of the fastest growing companies in the United States. So Mark Green, welcome to the program. Hi, Joe. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited about your new book, Activators, A CEO's Guide to Clear Thinking. Um, I'm going through it now, and it seems like it's just so incredibly amazing. So congrats on coming out with that. Thank you. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. So as you know, on this uh, podcast, I typically speak to entrepreneurs, and I try to figure out, okay, what, what's stopping you from growing? What's stopping you from getting to success? And often I hear a lot of frustrations um, around them not having purpose or them not having clarity or productivity. You know, one of the biggest issues that entrepreneurs have is procrastination and beating themselves up. And you talk a lot about mindset. How does an entrepreneur go from frustration to motivation? How do they live on purpose? How do they get clear? How do they get things done? What's your take on that? The, the first step is recognizing what the real issue is. I, I think we spend a lot of time symptom solving instead of root cause problem solving. Uh, and it doesn't help that the training, coaching, leadership, how to build a business industry has sold us all a bit of a bill of goods around, you know, it's because you don't know what to do and you don't know how to do it. So here's what to do and how to do it because, you know, that's the problem. And what I've found is that's actually never the problem. Uh, most of the people that I work with are very accomplished. In fact, they can teach classes on what to do and how to do it. It's just that they're in their own way such that they can't execute on what they already know they should be doing. So the real question is, okay, what really is holding us back? And the research and my own experience coaching pointed me to three hidden growth killers. And they are our motivators, our habits, and our beliefs, and each works invisibly in a slightly different way to conspire to make us not make great, great choices and also not be able to take right action against the choices we make. Could you talk a little bit more about motivators? Because everybody wants a motivational speaker. Everybody wants to get motivated, but you know, motivation doesn't really last. No, <clears throat> motivation doesn't last. And, and, and that's because in most cases, it's extrinsic. It comes from the outside. Um, it's why, uh, you know, paying people bonuses to get things done lasts about 10 minutes until they're looking for their next bonus. And there's plenty of data to back this up. Uh, the trick with motivators is to understand that there's not one, but two, uh, fear and inspiration. And Fear uh, has roots all the way in our DNA to our how we evolved, and it's not something we can get rid of. And so if you have fear, uh, there's, it's very, very difficult to build enough inspiration to overcome the fear. And so rather, the, the trick to this is figuring out how do we simultaneously reduce fear and increase inspiration. And there's a magic number, Joe, that I found in the research 
that in order to act, your, the level of your inspiration has to be at least twice the level of your fear. And there's a lot of studies around gambling, of all things, uh, in terms of where we're willing to make bets and where we're not willing to make bets uh, around fear of loss versus potential for a gain. Uh, that's the data that I use to come to this conclusion. Uh, and part of what we address in the book is how, how do you actually go about decreasing fear while simultaneously increasing inspiration to be able to move yourself forward? I love the whole concept of inspiration versus like gains. People talk about goals and, and all types of pleasure they talk about. And you're not talking about pleasure or goals. You're talking about fear versus inspiration because ultimately that's what we want to feel. Motivation that lasts is really inspiration. So I love that you're calling it that. You're calling it fear versus inspiration. How, what's a quick tip for somebody to get inspired besides watching a TED Talk? You know, how does a person get that <laughs> a, a, a epiphany? You, you got to ask a lot of whys and uh, Y-W-H-Y. You have to ask a lot of whys. And you uh, also have to be open with the idea of becoming emotionally charged. Uh, ironically, the, the way we combat fear is by being very rational, non-emotional. And the way we increase inspiration is by being very emotional and non-rational. And it's getting in touch with why something really matters and not letting yourself off the hook with the safe answer, which I find we do all too commonly, where, which is where the role of a coach or a mentor or even a peer, a peer group member um, or an accountability partner can really help in having somebody challenge you to dig a little bit deeper than you might on your own to get to the, to, to, to cut into the bone of why something really matters. Why does it really matter? Why are you an entrepreneur? Why are you growing your business to make money? You hear that a lot, right? <laughs> to make money. And that's a fear-based motivator, not an inspirational-based motivator. So that'll fizzle out. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. And you know, why is it important that you make money is the next question. Well, so I can do this. Okay. Well, well why does that matter to you? Oh, well, because of this. Well, okay. Then why does that matter? And what I find is you, you get it doesn't take very long, but you get to a place where people start crying and they realize that this is about giving their children or their children's children who don't even exist yet something deep inside them that's important to them, which is actually what they're really fighting for. And boy, believe me, that's a long way from I'm here to make money. Yeah. Yeah, and that'll also keep you in the game. If you're sitting there and you have a reason to do this that's much more than the fear-based reason, which are very temporary, but instead they're an inspirational-based reasons, now you're in the game for the long haul. Now you can take the BS. Now you actually have a motivator that'll actually last. Let's talk a little bit about habits because people are obsessed with habits. I had an entrepreneur recently contact me and say, Joe, I need to change all my habits at once. I hate them all. I was like, how'd you become successful if you hate all your habits? He's like, they're all bad. I need new habits now. What's the express train to change habits? <laughs> I'm sure you hear that. Yeah, yeah. Pick, pick one and get started, right? I mean, um, the, 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 the first thing you've got to do is realize, um, you know, all my habits are bad habits to me is sloppy thinking. 
because it cannot be true. It just it can't be true. Uh, and if you're trying to run an organization and scale an organization or build something, you, you can't afford to be sloppy. So my question first would be, okay, let's, let's be real. What's the one habit that you feel like if you changed it would make the biggest difference for you? And then you have to look to the research, which points us in the direction of that you, you, you can't get rid of a habit. You have to replace it with something. And there's certain mechanisms that can help us do that. And one of the things that I like to do is build up some inspiration around the change. Okay. And, and this is taking a look at the existing habit that you want to get rid of and then the short term versus the long term consequences of that habit. And then looking at the replacement habit at the short term versus the long term benefits. And what we usually find is the bad habit we're trying to get rid of has short-term benefits and long-term consequences. And the habit we're trying to replace it with has um, potentially short-term consequences and long-term benefits. And this is where you've got to ask yourself, what am I fighting for here? You know, am I fighting to be comfortable in the short term, which is my reward for the habit? Or am I willing to be a little uncomfortable today? in order to get something further out. And one thing we know about human beings is that we were really lousy at making those trade-offs. Really, really lousy, which Joe is why I've written the book. It's why you talk about the stuff you talk about. It's why we do what we do. And you, you've got to be able to, to do that. Then there's this whole thing about getting started. And there's two ways that you can change behavior. And, and I'll get on my soapbox here for a minute. One is you can think your way into being, which is this idea that, boy, if I spend long enough marinating on this thing or read affirmations for myself, eventually I'll come into the, this behavior. Yeah, it works. It actually works. Problem is it takes a lot of energy and a lot of time, okay? And, and I'm all about how do we get to, the, to, to where we want to be practically, and that's think your way into being. The other is be your way into thinking. We call this fake it till you make it. And, and what I would say is if you, you want to change your habit and you've got the replacement habit, great. Get started right now. Just go do it. You know, and, and it's going to be messy and it's going to be sloppy and you're going to screw up. But that's how we learn. This is how you learned how to ride a bike. It's how you learned how to walk. It's, it's how you teach, have taught your children how to speak. And on and on and on and on. And so this idea of think, being your way into thinking is a powerful mental model for putting yourself out there, not worrying about all the other psychology and stuff, and, and just going and doing it. Wow. Just going and doing it. Just do it. That's how you get things done. You just get started and do it. And some people have to wait till they have that epiphany to start doing, or they have the belief, or they have the, a stronger reason or whatever. What are some popular habits that you see that entrepreneurs have, like really successful, because you work with one of the, the top entrepreneurs in the world, what do you see that they, they have in common? What are some habits that somebody listening to this saying, oh my gosh, I, I can't be sloppy anymore? So I'll give you the top five. Okay. I'll give you the top five most productive leadership habits that I see. Number one is the ability to capitalize on luck. Luck happens. Good things happen. Really bad things happen. They happen at random. It's luck. What makes the difference is how the leader reacts to the luck event, whether it's good or bad. It does not matter. 
and uh, learning how to seek return on luck. But we, we might have lost the biggest deal we've ever been after as a company. And the question is, great, how are we going to turn this into a return for the business? What's the luck here? What's the luck in this rejection for us? And what do we do with that? And how do we act on it? And it's looking for return on luck. That's habit number one. Okay. Habit number two, seek, seek simplicity. We are masters of the complex. Masters of the complex. We also uh, uh, mistakenly equate value with complexity, and that is not true. And so as a leader, we always have to be seeking simplicity. Um, it's, it's usually the simplest answer that is the most plausible answer, the simplest thing we need to do. And it's very, very difficult and requires a lot of discipline to think simplicity and to force simplicity. Simplify. Okay, great. That's number two. Number three, over-communicate. Human beings suck at communication. We're horrible at it. We think we're great. We're not. Other people don't live inside your head. You have to speak to them as if they're not in your head. In most cases, we speak to other people as if they're already in our head. This is a giant leadership problem. And this is the area where I would challenge our listeners here. You don't need to double how you communicate. You need to 10x the frequency and depth of your communication with your team and with the, with the company that you're running. 10x. It's not until people literally roll their eyes and complete your sentences for you that you know you are communicating enough. That's habit number three. Habit number four Maintain a high question-to-statement ratio. We start a business because we're great at something, and we know all the answers. And we love telling people what to do and how to do it. And it is not the way to create leverage and thereby be able to scale anything if you are the solo genius in your business. And what I found is many leaders, even very successful ones, have this ratio backwards. Um, they're asking, uh, they're, they're making statements, 10 statements for every one question they're asking. And in reality, it should be 10 questions for every statement. And there's some recalibration there. For example, to learn the art of answering a question with a question instead of the answer. The very Jewish thing. Which yields you, yeah, which yields you, um, why couldn't you have been a doctor, Joe? Come on. Why not? Why not? Right, right. It, 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 <laughs> Anyway, there's, there's huge dividends there, and it's ripping a page out of the coaching handbook, but you got to fix your question-to-statement ratio. And habit number five, top habit number five, is having unyieldingly high expectations of those around you. Um, if you raise the bar on people around you, they will raise their level of performance to meet your expectation. And all too often, we go the other way. We have a disappointing event or some disappointing action occurs, we lower the bar, and then we wonder why nobody can, can be good enough. And we're not very good at raising the bar. And by the way, this is related to uh, the challenge that I see all the time with um, uh, uh, accountability, creating accountability in an organization. And, and I'll just give you a little, a little clue. We, we, we handle it in the book in, in quite a bit of depth. But your expectations of others factors directly into your ability to create accountability. Wow. 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 Raise the freaking bar. Raise the entire bar. Cool. Very nice. Those I are the top that. five. 
I love them. Those were really, really great. So can people find more information about this in this book, Activators? They can. They can. And uh, they could go to Amazon to, to buy the book. Uh, the audio book and the Kindle version are probably within one to two weeks uh, of our recording this availability, but the book is available right now for order. Uh, cool. And you could also visit the website, which is www.activators.biz uh, for more information and to get in touch with me. Awesome. Thank you very much, Mark. This was an incredible interview. I really appreciate you being on this and I hope you entrepreneurs go out and reach out to Mark. Let him know that you heard him on the Breakthrough Maze. He's very accessible. He's very amazing and he wants to make a difference. Stay motivated. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate this you. This episode of The Breakthrough Maze is brought to you by Ajax Union, a digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn, New York. Ajax Union's core focus is to support B2B companies to generate better leads, nurture those leads from the top of the funnel to the bottom line. Visit www.ajaxunion.com to learn more about our amazing offering. Thanks for listening to The Breakthrough Maze, hosted by Joe Applebaum. We hope that by listening to the journey of a stranger, you've become inspired to want a little more freedom, a little more power, and a little more vitality. To find out more about Joe Applebaum or this incredible public coaching session, go to www.joeapplebaum.com. Also, head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Help make it possible for more people to benefit from this free coaching. And leave a comment describing what you got out of this episode.